Vili, welcome back here at Chat Sapphire. Thank you for making the time. It's a bit cold, but here we are, ready for another episode. Yes, thanks for having me again. It's a pleasure. So we've changed our format, obviously, and so we can have a nice long chat again, like last week. Um, shall I run over the sort of a recap yes, of what no, we discussed sure. last Take week? Take us through what, what we discussed or ended up with last week. So as I said, we had a bit of a bumper conversation last week about tire pressure and the importance of using this strategy to successfully negotiate typical 4x4 terrains, um, be it sand or water or mud or rock. So if anyone missed out on that, it's now very easily accessible, of course, with our new podcast format. You can just go to our website, www.chatsapphire.co.za, and look for Vili's um, Off-Road 4x4 playlist, and then just click on the episodes and you'll find all of them there. So Vili, last week you've explained that a broader tyre and a narrower tyre have very similar road contact or footprint at the same pressure. That's correct. As the weight of the vehicle will press down a bit more on the narrow tyre causing it to increase the footprint in the length. So the narrow tyre makes up in the length what the broader tyre has in the width. You've suggested that a successful 4x4 trip relies 10% on knowledge, like what you're sharing or imparting to me now, 20% on common sense and 70% on tyre pressure. Plus, you mentioned that there are three components to traction. That was the weight of the vehicle, the condition of the terrain, and the tyre footprint or surface contact area. The first two are pretty much out of your control on the day, but you can control tyre pressure, and that pliable nature of a deflated tyre gives more grip on more of the surface while actually making it less likely to have sidewall damage, and I believe that's quite a contentious Yes, no, there's um, side, sidewall damage is always somebody, something some people are afraid of, um, but it hardly, hardly ever happens. So people can go and listen to last week's episode just to hear your opinions on that, because I think you made some very interesting comments and a nice um, example of how to look at, you know, the reason why a deflated tire won't actually increase the likelihood. Then lastly, last week the, um, you mentioned the best clearance under a vehicle is in line between the front and rear wheels and so the common misconception is that deflating will lower the vehicle. But the objective is to approach your obstacle such as a high rock with the tires and not try and straddle it. That's correct, yes. Yeah, and I think that's more or less where we ended last week. Yes, yeah, so we're actually going to just carry on a little bit on more on the tyre pressures. And um, like I said last week, we'll, we'll, we'll also cover what speeds are associated with what tyre pressures and the reasons for that. Um, but let's, yeah, let's start with that. Say, if you're looking at, and like I said, we've got three different tyre pressures we recommend for the three different um, road conditions. So firstly, your road tire pressure, which is uh, usually around 2.4 bar. Correct. And then your 
gravel road tire pressure, we said go down to one. I think 1.5 you one. mentioned. That's correct. And then your off-road tire pressure. Which that I think you measured at 0 0.8. Yes. Now that's all relating to a 70 profile, 33 inch tire on a 17 inch rim. Now if you have a smaller pro or lower profile tire, obviously you'll have to adjust that tire pressure. Mm -hmm. um, because that lower profile gives you much less room to work to with to deflate. Mm. So with, a, with every 10 that you go up on your profile, and that's easy to identify on your tire. If you look on the side wall of your tire, there'll be a number that usually starts around 265, especially for 4x4s, it'll be in the 200 range. So 245 or 265 or 285. That first number is the width of your tire. The, the two? The, the one that starts with 200 and something. Mm -hmm. So that's the width of your tire in millimeters. Okay. So if you're moving from a 265 to a 285 tire, you're only really increasing it by 20 millimeters, which is one centimeter on each, each side. Mm -hmm. And that's why we said earlier... It's not a significant It's not really a significant difference. change in footprint. Mm. And then the second number on your tire would be... There would be a slash, and then the, the second number is a percentage of the width, which is then the height of your tire. So if the 70 is your is your profile, you'll have 285 or 265 slash 70. That height is a percentage of the 265. So uh, the 70% so the is, the, is the height of the sidewall as, yeah. as a factor of the width. Correct. Of so the if tire. you have a 265 tire and you take 70% of that, that's 185 millimeters. So that'll be the height of your sidewall. Now, if you say that's a 265-60 profile tire, so that sidewall then drops from mm. 180 to 160, mm. the height. So that's like a 20, 20 mil decrease in the height of your sidewall which gives you lot, a lot less room to deflate before you start nearing the rim. That 20 is more than the width 20. Correct. It's, a, it's, not, it's not a relative <laughs> measure. It's, yes, because the, the, the yeah. width 20 is just 10 on each yeah. side, but where the, where the height is actually 20 moles lower. Yeah. So you would go and increase your pressure by 0.1 for every 10 you drop in the profile. So if you go from a 70 profile to a 60 profile, you will increase by 0.1. And to a 50 profile, which is a low profile tire, you will go 0.1 up again. So on the off-road pressure, which we had, had started at 0.8. You'll now be at a 1. You'll be at 1 bar yeah. for, a, for a 50 profile. For a 60 profile, you'll be, be at, at 0 0.9. 0 0.9. Mm -hmm. That's 100% correct. And then if you have a higher profile tire, so you've got a maybe a wider tire with also a 70 profile, so it's now a 305 slash 70, which makes the percentage of 305 a little bit higher, you will then go a little bit lower on your tire pressure because you now have a higher sidewall to work with and you can drop down to 0 
So you also work in point one increments. Also, going down. I would suggest that's mm. the easiest um, okay. for our listeners to remember as yes. well. Yes. And then the similar thing for your gravel road tire pressure at one point five with the lower profile, you go point one up, so one point six or one point seven. And with a higher profile, you can go a little bit lower, but it usually is more or less around one point five. Is comfortable for most profile tires. Okay. Now we come to the reason for that. Why would you? Okay, let's let's first cover the speeds that's associated with each one. So for your gravel road pressure of one point five, what would be a comfortable speed that you would be comfortable driving on a gravel road? First of all. Look, I'm not a, a driving expert, but I would imagine, depending on you know how loose the gravel is or that corrugation or whatever, it can be anything between, I don't know, maybe 60 to 80 kilometers an hour. Yeah, most gravel roads have a speed limit of 80, but some are actually up to 100 kilometers an hour that you can travel on the gravel road, the speed limit-wise. Now, for 1.5 bar on your tire... Traveling at 100 kilometers an hour is perfectly fine. Is it? And there shouldn't be any any issues. You, you shouldn't try going 120. So if you do deflate and you have to now travel on a tar road again to get to a place where you can inflate your tires, mm -hmm. then your, your suggested speed should not be above 100 kilometers an hour just to keep that tire still workable. But there's a reason for that as well. Similar to your off-road pressure of 0.8, we will only do that in low range. And in low range on a vehicle, your speed maxes out at about 30 kilometers an hour. So you will never exceed 30 kilometers an hour on that 0.8 profile. You shouldn't as well. So even if you go into high range and you want to drive somewhere, it's not advisable to exceed 30 kilometers an hour on that low tire pressure. Okay. So one of the first things that you need to invest in as a 4x4 enthusiast is a good compressor to pump up your tires again before driving away. Before you go back onto the normal yes. route. Yes. So now... Let's talk about why that is and why you don't drive with a deflated tire on at higher speeds. Why do you think that would be the case? Well, once again, the the novice in me can only guess. And um, I don't know, you know, you hear things like tires climbing off of rims and I, I don't really know the reason so so firstly tire climbing off the rim yes it is a high speed with a very low pressure that is a risk but that's not the main reason why we do it um, okay. punctures is also maybe some consideration you can pick up punctures easier but that's not the main reason why you have to inflate mm -hmm. for me the main reason before inf inflating is that if you think about the amount of surface area touching the ground and you're now traveling at a higher speed, there's a certain heat buildup in that tire. Oh, now, okay. um, 
similar to what you look at when you look when you're watching the Formula One racing cars, the heat buildup in the tire. That's your enemy of tires more than anything else. Like the soft tire and the medium and the. Yes, but heat degrades a tire very quickly. Mm. Now, if you think about how a tire is manufactured, they take different layers of rubber mm. and steel, etc., and they press them together under heat. It's called the lamination process. So now you add heat again. If you add heat again, you get a small delamination mm. somewhere in that tire. Now, that might not have an immediate effect on your tire. You, you will reach the garage and you'll be able to pump up your tires to the required pressure again. Mm. But two weeks later. But <laughs> not even two weeks, maybe six months later, that small delamination mm. has grown into a bubble. And then eventually it will burst that bubble and you'll have sure. a blowout. But it's not because of something you did now. It might be something that you did six months ago. Exactly, yeah. So it's really important to inflate your tires again before driving at speed on those, on those deflated tires. And that's why we said a good compressor is a, is a, is a good uh, investment for you as a 4x4 enthusiast. Gary and I will maybe cover it later on in terms of compressor choice and, and equipment. But that's one of your one of your biggest investments is to say, let's have the correct, correct pressure for the correct speed uh, and for the correct profile tire as well. Because heat is the enemy of tires. And the compressor has a an air gauge built into it. I mean, you can see. Yes, but obviously when you, when you are uh, to have a good deflator gauge as well is also a good investment so, so you use a different piece of equipment to deflate yes than so to inflate. because it's just not practical to uh, hook up your compressor every time you want to just deflate the tires um, so it's always practical to have a gauge and a compressor separate so when you stop to deflate you deflate your tires with the gauge to have the correct pressure and then when you go and inflate again um, you just hook up your com your compressor and inflate the tires again. You'll show me that in practice, <laughs> I, pre I presume. Yes, no, we'll we'll <laughs> definitely cover that when we when we go into the practical side of things. Awesome. And hopefully, we can actually show our our listeners some videos at a later stage. I think we should. Um, it's definitely a good idea. Also, to illustrate that narrow tire concept of yours, you know, where you where you spoke about, look at the the downward weight. Yeah, and, we'll look at demonstrating so some that, of the yeah, stuff that you can really visually see it in a, in a better way. But mm. uh, I hope we explained everything to the satisfaction of, your, of our listeners out there. I'm sure you have. Even I understand a little bit more. And I have to tell you, I watched television on Sunday and I saw this guy on this rock with his 4 by 4 and the next thing I was saying to my husband, he's not deflating his tires. <laughs> and I, I, I laughed because I thought a week ago, you know, that whole scenario would have gone past me. And now suddenly you sort of alert and, and I noticed And that's exactly it. a very good example yeah. of what I told you before where I see um, even on the 4x4 tracks a lot of experienced people not deflating properly, and then they, they battle on an obstacle. And his tires were spinning like that. <laughs> and I said to Gary, he's not deflating his tires. 
Well, it's good. At uh, least we learn something during yeah, these uh, sessions. <laughs> so, Billy, um, thank you. It was fantastic, and I'll see you again next week. Thanks, T. Cheers. Bye.